Our beliefs are self-fulfilling prophecies and so automatic that we're not aware of them. So if it's causing you stress, you need to examine that. Not easy to do. Most of us are too unaware of these beliefs. It was killing me and it's not my kids' fault they didn't know any better, it was my fault. I believed that my kids were number one overall no matter what. You can, you know, that shift is to look at vulnerability as a strength. Do you know anybody in your life that has been just hit so hard with life? Maybe it's job loss, divorce, injuries, and they seem to just take it in stride and move on. Well, most odds are that's not most people. Most people aren't able to do that. And as we learn from these interviews with these people on this uh, podcast is that life hits us really hard. We do get knocked down and sometimes we get stuck and sometimes we you know, are in this struggle for a while. And these people that don't get you know, they seem, these hard things seem to happen. They seem to just take in stride. What's different with them? What are they doing different than us? Well, my name is Nathaniel Burke. And on today's episode of Kicking the Junk, we are talking about beliefs. Beliefs can control everything that we do. Beliefs run so deep with us that sometimes they're automatic. Sometimes they're things that we've brought up, been bringing up with as a kid, and we don't realize that are affecting us now. Sometimes it's things newly adopted that we've wanted to bring on as a belief to make our lives better. But for most of the time, these beliefs that we have are just so ingrained and so automatic that we're not aware of them. And that's the dangerous part there is that with these beliefs is we're not aware that we're doing them. Um, and they can be so powerful and so amazing, but they can also be super dangerous. So again, to go back to those examples before, those people that are moving forward and able to just seem to navigate life, it doesn't seem to slow them down it's because of their beliefs. And it's because they have their belief system and they believe that certain things happen in their life for a reason. So. Um, an example of the opposite, and I've heard these before, is you know most people don't go around talking about what they believe in, but you can hear it in their language. For example, I heard somebody recently mention to me that oh you know they're they're 60 years old and they and they, they don't do exercise classes. They can't do exercise classes because they're too old. An example of a belief: they think they're too old, so now they can't exercise. Um, you know, I failed. Oh, my last business failed, so I just don't. You know, I don't think it's worth doing it this time, right? They're associating, their belief is that they failed and so now they're going to fail this next one. Um, you know, a really common one you see it a lot of time in the dating world and, you know, all guys are cheaters or all guys are assholes. That's a belief. Or in the flip is all women are, you know, all they want is your money or they're liars or whatever. Those are beliefs. So these beliefs can make such a huge impact. And if you start hearing those, what I'm saying now, you can start drawing these pictures and and understanding why a good example is on the you know in the dating scene is if you were to go into a relationship I've seen this before and it's it's so detrimental that if you're going into a relationship with the belief and you may not even realize it's there that's the tough part but if you go into it with the belief that you know every guy you've ever dated is a cheater how do you think this next relationship's going to go Again, same thing I've heard other guys say is all oh, women are, are liars or they just want your money. If that's their belief, how do you think any future relationships are going to be different if that's your core belief? Right? So it's it really makes you think. And again, we're not talking about beliefs that are bringing you joy and love and kindness and making you a bad person. We're talking about things that are causing you stress. So if it's causing you stress, you need to examine that. Not easy to do. Most of us are too unaware of these beliefs. Most of us you know, unfortunately aren't present enough in our own lives to 
put the microscope on ourselves and and look at our and examine our own lives and examine our beliefs and see how we can change them and and you know what beliefs am I what are my old beliefs right now that I have that are causing these things in my life I know I've had a few of these beliefs in the past and I'm actually going to go over them in a bit um, but again as you can see those examples they can change your future so beliefs are self-fulfilling prophecies again if you believe that you can you know if you're too old to exercise you're not going to exercise even if you start exercising if your beliefs that you're too old you're going to get injured what do you think is going to happen it's a pretty high probability that you won't exercise or that something could happen right it's just how things work so really examining that is a tough part so you know so today's podcast is about getting beliefs but what I want to do is I'm going to give you some tools to how to actually, or tools to, to you to um, to change this and, and examine this. So the first thing, and I've said this so many times, is that if you're, you know, hypothetical, if you're in a state that you just got injured or you've just had something traumatic happen or really big, you know, that's going to be a tough time to examine your beliefs, or maybe it is a good time. But first you want to make sure you're in a state of just not, very you know you're not um, very emotional or not fired up or you're not um, overwhelmed with certain things that are going on in your life so i don't mean that you're gonna have a clear slate all the time but i mean it's coming back to meditating and just coming back to being present and truly how you feel not being you know fed all this information so again that is shutting off the phone that is closing the video down that is shutting off the tv taking 10 minutes and you know 15 minutes listen to a guided meditation or just sit there by yourself and just breathe and just breathe and just let whatever thoughts come up let them happen and just breathe and be present with yourself for 10 minutes again most people can't do it and that's why change is tough because some, some things are going to come up and it's going to be uncomfortable um but when you're able to just get to that present you know come back to yourself and come back to being present you know a great strategy is looking at whatever happened to you and look at the meaning so a good example is let's go back to the dating because it's such a sometimes it's an easy one is you know if you had the belief that all guys are cheaters or you know something happened to you got you know maybe somebody cheated on you what else could it mean right can you give that that bad scenario three different meanings than what you're currently giving it now maybe it was a good thing that that happened because you broke up with this person and they weren't what best for you maybe it saved you from future pain maybe it could allow you to go to the next relationship with a lot more love and caring and and being more um more willing to, to work with that person again if you're a guy maybe it is looking at these things that um you know if you are if you something you know maybe you're somebody you're with just cheated on you or all they're trying to do is take advantage of you looking at what else could that mean right what find a new meaning to it because if you change the meaning of a, if you change the meaning, you change your story, right? If you change the meaning of a situation, you can change your story and move forward and move out of that. If you're constantly stuck in that same spot, you will stay. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And if you're trying all these different things and you're like, well, I'm trying all these things and nothing's changing, then it's a core belief. It's something that you just, it's so ingrained in you that you need to look back and give whatever events that cause you to believe that, give it a new meaning. And that's not easy. I'm not saying it's going to be fun. I'm not saying it's going to be this glorious time, but it's going to be pretty tough, but you're going to have to actually look at yourself and examine yourself and, and give those things as new meanings and look at, you know, where, where something went astray and, and realize that it's making you be a person you don't want to be right now.
So again, can you find three meanings to a tough scenario in your life that that has made you just you know believe certain things? Um, I've had to do this in my life a few times, and you know my wife's given me credit a few times on this, and and just that that seems to be something I'm able to do is to move forward with things quickly, and it's and I look back and it's because I try to give something a new meaning as quick as I possibly can. It doesn't mean I don't feel, doesn't mean that I'm not sad or upset or angry or frustrated or whatever, but I do my very best absolutely every time to find a new meaning and to, you know, give something, give another reason than just the first one that pops to your head, a negative one that pops to your head to why something could be happening. And then you'll see now these things that happen don't drag you down as low. They don't bring, you don't, you know, yeah, you're coming, it's a low, but you're not crashing and burning. It's just a dip. And then you're able to kind of move back towards the person you want to be or whatever goals you want to work on as you move forward. So some examples of my own life, um, there's a bunch, (laughs) but you know, the first one, um, would be parenting. So, you know, my belief when I first became a parent, I was 20, oh shoot, I had 20. 23 when I had two kids under two. And, you know, my belief at the time was, you know, I want to do everything for my kids. And that was my belief. I'm going to do everything for them. I'm going to put, be there for them. I'm going to play with them. I'm going to make their lunches. I'm going to pick them up from school. I'm going to, you know, do everything for them. And I did. I would, you know, make, help make lunches and pick them up from school as much as I could and play with them all the time and always fun time all the time. And yeah, it was great. Made some memories for sure. But what I started realizing is like it was exhausting. It was literally killing. It was killing me. And it's not my kids' fault. They didn't know any better. It was my fault. I believed that my kids were number one overall, no matter what. And any parents out there right now, if you're listening, your kids are not number one. They don't control your life. You're in control of your life. If you let you let them control your life, if you want them to. It doesn't mean that I'm kicking my kids aside. I'm never talking. I'm never doing that again. But I've had to have this shift now and realizing my kids are not number one priority in my life. They aren't because what happens when my kids move out and they're doing their own thing? Well, then what? Now I'm just, you know, I'm a dad with no kids to to raise? No, it's not it at all. You know, I'm still Nathaniel first before I was even a parent. So I need to continue to make sure I do that. And so, again, the, the belief for me was that my kids always came first. And you've got to put your kids first. And that's not the case. It's, it's this weird belief that our society's kind of developed. Maybe it was because, you know, parenting before was so hands-off. Or, you know, some drama. Or some, some trauma. Some trauma, rather. Things that happened and now we want to protect or whatever it is. The point being is when your kids are not your end-all be-all. And, you know, being a parent, you don't always put your kids. It's not all about putting your kids first. It's putting yourself first. Great analogy. You fill up your cup of water and if you pour a bunch out to your kids and then you go pour it out to your spouse and then you pour it out to work and all these other things how much you got left for yourself typically it's not very much a lot of times it's empty sometimes it's empty after the first two and then you have nothing to pour out into your own life and to fill up your own cup so recognizing that that you are your most important person first a great another great example of you know changing that belief and why um in an airplane, what do they say with the air masks? You don't go and put your kids on first. You put yours on first. Why do that? Because once my air, once I'm good, then I can help others. Once I fill up my own cup, I'm in service to others. I can do more things and I'm going to enjoy life a lot more. And that's really what it's about. Yeah, I could drag my kids to 
you know, practice to this event, to that event, to that event. And I'm dragging my heels the whole time and I don't even want to be there, but I'm doing it. Or I could fill my own cup up first, maybe say no to a few of those things and then enjoy the time that I do have with them. And that's my new belief now is I put myself first. My kids know this now. I meditate every day because I want to put myself first, right? And I make sure I exercise every day because I need to put myself first. So if I'm in a healthy state, right, I can take care of them. I can help with them. If I'm mentally in a good state, I don't snap on them nearly as quick as if I don't, right? And I don't want to be that parent that ever really gets mad if I don't have to. So again, I had to change my beliefs. And that's a very common one I see is, again, the parenting. Another really common one I'm noticing, especially with these podcasts, because is vulnerability. That was an old belief of mine, that being vulnerable, that sharing how you felt was considered a sign of weakness. That laughing too loud was considered a sign of, you know, you're being vulnerable. Well, now well, people can make fun of you. So it's, again, the being vulnerable is a sign of weakness. And, you know, that's shifted, especially the last few years. And this is my wife now showing me is that with that vulnerability, that's where you build connection. We all want connection, right? It's the first thing, you know, that vulnerability is the first thing we look for in somebody else. But yet, you know, the paradox is it's the first thing we look for somebody else, but it's the last thing that we're willing to share with other people is to be vulnerable. So looking at vulnerability as not a sign of weakness, but looking at a sign of strength, right? That you're strong enough in yourself to open up about something that may have happened to you. And I'm not saying that you go around and floodlight everybody and tell them everything and everything that's ever happened to you, no matter who they are. No, there's certain things that are appropriate and there's certain people that you have a connection with and you can feel that and they know it and you can share things that, you know, that made sense, but it's not emotionally dumping. It's just talking about, you know, experience that you went through and you can build that connection. That's what this podcast is for as well, is to build connection. But again, it's something I'm noticing is that people don't want to open up and don't want to be vulnerable. So again, if we can, you know, that shift is to look at vulnerability as a strength. Look at vulnerability as a way to build connection. It's giving it new meaning now. I'm giving, I'm giving vulnerability new meaning. I'm not using it, no, I don't want to talk about my, you know, things that I did that were really bad. I've done so many bad things. But it's... It's realizing that we all have this and when we share that and just understand and, and you know, things that we've, especially things that we've worked through, it can build such a great connection and it takes a lot of strength to share, right? Most people don't want to talk about those negative times and that's why, to be honest, it's hard to find people to come on the show because people don't want to talk about the hard times and they don't want to talk about the struggles, but unfortunately, you know, that's where we build the best connection is when we can see, you know, hey, wait a minute, I, you know, I may not have been some of the people that I've interviewed, but I can see myself in them and I can get build a connection to them because I, I've been, I've had injuries, right? I've had, you know, felt low times, maybe not to the same extent, but felt these feelings that they've felt before and realize, right, okay, I've been there too. So that builds that connection. So, so again, going back to looking at those beliefs, you know, the parenting side, kids putting kids first all the time and always it's not you know now it's filling my own cup up first then making sure i put into my relationship with my wife now because that's so important we're gonna be together for the rest of our lives you know whereas my kids eventually gonna move out and i'm not gonna be around them all the time and then putting into the kids but when i do have that time to put into you know with the kids it's so much more enjoyable it's you know, we're laughing, we're having a good time, I'm present, I'm not sitting there looking around waiting for the time to be over, I'm enjoying it, and, and really being there, and the kids notice it, 
So again, and then looking at vulnerability changing, you know, for myself changing vulnerability from being a sign of weakness to strength because it takes strength to open up about it and then a way to connect. So again, if you are somebody that is, you realize you are having these beliefs and you maybe you're aware of them, maybe you're not, but let's hope you're aware of them or you hear the language and that's what it comes out is in your language, right? You hear these things like, you know, again, I've, I failed at my business or I've, oh, I can't seem to lose weight or I've had these old injuries or I'm too old or I'm too young. Those are beliefs. And can you give those new beliefs or can you give those beliefs new meanings? Can you list three of them? Be really present with yourself when you do this. Don't have distractions. Don't have your TV on. Don't have your phone on. Write it down. Think about it. And if you change those meanings, you'll change your life. And it's fascinating. And I'm doing this all the time. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm constantly trying to look at what beliefs I have. For me, the past one was not being good enough. A recent one was not being good enough. And I'm working on changing that. I'm constantly changing that. So, yeah, I hope you learned something from this. I really hope that this is brings value to your life. And, and really... You know, even if it, I, that's the whole purpose of me doing this podcast, even if it's just one person. So, you know, for that one person out there that you find value in this, just know that, you know, I'm going to keep doing this. And, and if you find value in it or in, and appreciate this, I just have one ask that you just share it. Share it with a friend, share it with family members, somebody you know, maybe somebody you know that feels like they're stuck in their life. Share with them and maybe it'll spark something because I know that's done that for me in the past and it's changed my life in such a beautiful way forever. So that's my purpose with this and that's my goal and I'm going to keep doing that as best I possibly can. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye for now.